views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. The following audio is via a Skype call. Do you want to learn how to be you in today's world? Do you know what it means to fulfill your soul script? Well, look no further because New Soul Radio with Ruby Betty on Transformation Talk Radio starts now. Follow host Ruby Betty as she explores original, powerful, and revolutionary concepts that will ignite an infinite fire within each of you. This hit show provides profound wisdom alongside radically simple techniques that collapse time, allowing instantaneous personal transformation. Awaken your potential and master your destiny on New Soul Radio. Wow. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat, and I get to do this amazing show and conversation with my friend, my colleague, Ruby Betty, joining me here today. She is the host of the international hit show, New Soul Radio, How to Be You in Today's World. Today, we're going to be thinking about and talking about and then hopefully doing something that has to do with one of my favorite words, action. Today's show is action, the master stroke. Ruby, it's great to have you. Thank you, Pat. Great to be here. Um, I just want to take a moment and acknowledge that, you know, today, of course, for many of you, you know, this is September 11th. And in the United States, um, that has very, very important meaning, certainly for those of you that are thinking about what that means. uh, It's almost as if you forget sometimes what that is. But I will tell you this, I'm from New York, and it's not a day that I would forget. But today, Ruby's your show, How to Be You in Today's World, acknowledges that today's world, on this day, several years ago, this was a traumatic day in the world. Yes, yes, absolutely. And if you look at it, the power of action how it affects everybody in the world and uh, the global community when it's in the negative, when it's a negative force. And that, I think, is the power where if our intentions are correct, if they are towards the greater good, uh, one act could actually uplift humanity too, to create better communities, better world. Yeah. Well, and, you know, let's talk about this today because we're talking about looking at um, what happens when we're visioning our future, our successes. You know, what is it about us that hesitate, we hesitate from acting? And also, what is this idea of a master stroke? Yeah. Master stroke is quite interesting. It is actually a clever action that leads to success. So if we talked about it in common terms, it would be your key, your uh, main action that could move the dynamics of your being, your outer world and inner world also. 
So it's based on three aspects and we have to be mindful of that. But it creates the fastest success and it creates success wholesomely and synchronistically in all areas. And it's quick and fast. And that's why I like it because in this uh, speed of time when, you know, we're rushing to do everything, <clears throat> master strokes actually really work well. Yeah. I mean, there's no question at all that in the world we live in, we believe in the unbelievable only when we're desperate enough to believe in it. And what I think you're saying is we don't have to be at the point of desperation. Absolutely we don't have to not. wait for that point. No, no. Because, you know, we are every day we are presented with situations some inside us and some outside. And they're quite simultaneous too, because you're not able to see the inside because it's invisible, but you're able to see the outside very well. So when we deal with the outside situation, we are working on the inner us also, on the invisible. So I think solving situations, solving problems is a path, a journey in itself. Of It's a way of enlightening yourself. It is the way of enlightening living too, because you're fully conscious, you're flexible, you're alert, and you're very mindful. So if we did nothing else, we actually just became focused on what is there and just for that situation and then other situation, it just leads to a wholesomeness. And we have plenty of situations right now. Yeah. Plenty. Yeah. 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 You know, Ruby, I want to ask you, because when we think about this and we look at the full range of action, um, let's talk about what that means, especially now in, the con in, 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 in talking about the context of new soul science. So let's, let's kind of remind people of how we got to this point to talk about action in what you've created for new soul science. Yeah, new soul science is um, sort of inner way of being plus the methodology to get there. And it accepts a person as a whole. So it accepts everything about them uh, without, uh, like that means that um, their anger, their love, all their, all the entire spectrum of emotions, entire spectrum of their thinking, and it, it sort of is totally inclusive of the person, everything inside, outside. So it treats the person as a whole. And then when action comes from that wholeness, we have greater results. So the new soul science is basically, I see you as whole. And I see, I trust that what you know today is complete and whole for you. Because you are the master of your experiences and you have that wisdom that you have well, because you've been dealing with situations all along, but a lot of this wisdom and intelligence and inner knowing mm. is unconscious because we are more focused on the outer problems. So, you know, when we talk, we talk about it happened to me then, then this happened, then that happened. So we go into the happenings and just the experiences outside, but seldom do we actually interconnect the experiences. It, but it's like a rolling hill, you know, you, so we have to, at some point, connect that power that is holding the experiences in space. And that is where 
spirituality comes in, mindfulness comes in, and greater intelligence also. So when we are able to lift that, what is lying in the invisible, what is still unconscious, and just through past techniques and methodology, now a person is really whole and complete to deal with everything they need to today. There's yes. never a situation that is that comes upon us that you're not ready to deal with. And, you know, and let's talk about that, because today with the acknowledgement of 9-11, you know, what we saw on a national level was, first of all, horrific act of terrorism. But yes. then yes. we've watched people come together from all over the world. Yes. You know, you cannot plan for an event like that. And so what we experienced is watching people be there for other people in not just in a time of need, but yes. be there without any judgment about a person that's next to you or what is in it for me. I mean, it is almost like we watched the emergence of a self-realization of enlightenment in the most horrific time right? It was yes. one of the most in our history. But yes. the way people came together, that was something else. It, yeah, it's amazing. And I think that is the power that we see mostly in tragedies and chaos and these experiences. People stand with each other just because one human will stand with another human because we have that connection. And interestingly, at that time, we don't look at whether a person you're standing with is black, white, brown, pink, or uh, what sex, or Nothing. what religion. We Nothing. actually become blind to everything, but we become open to a greater situation of saving ourselves and saving humanity. And, and this happens in times of crisis, but sometimes when there's no crisis, then the focus comes to the self. And when I come to me and mine, then I can, of course, see the differences, which has a purpose too, because me and mine is very important. We have to include all of that, your ego, your everything else, your differences, your biases, all of your beliefs, you know, strange beliefs, everything has to be included. But the mindfulness that when it comes to living, you're not the only one on the planet. There are 7 billion plus people at any given time. And all of them are looking for the same thing as you are. And all of them suffer the downside, the fears, the weaknesses as you do. And everybody's on identical journey. It doesn't matter whether I want to climb the Himalayas, I want to climb my personal rooftop, or I want to not go anywhere. But the journey is still really the same. The situation may not, the goal may not matter so much, but the intention to get there is always the same. Oh, wow. You know, one of the things we're talking about today, for those of you just tuning in, is action, the masterstroke. Uh, you know, the masterstroke, what is that? You know, one of the things I love is I love how this language, if you put it in the context of what you see out in the world today, you know, you see something powerful, yet you see something masterful. You know, for for us looking at this, you know, what role does the masterstroke play, Ruby, in the journey that we have to get to that place? 
that we all long to get to. We need master strokes because we don't have the tolerance, the time, and the patience anymore. Yeah, so, boy, that's right. <laughs> and, and you know, Pat, we don't have the energy because we, don't we have, the have a lot of unconscious stress. And stress is not just what's coming from the situations. Have you noticed how people overreact to situations that are even small? So situations that don't need a big response, we actually have that response. That is because we are holding, we are already holding on to this huge amount of stress inside. So our nervous system may be a bit compromised. And if we know how much panic right now, we can get into panic attacks. We can get anxious very quickly. So that is just a sign that we are holding a lot of stress. So when we're holding a lot of stress, which is a lot of humanity right now, then we need to make very like inner strategic moves, very strong moves, because we don't have the ability to make 10,000 moves or 10 moves. So if I have a wealth situation, my wealth situation is probably related to my health. It's related to my relationships. It's related to my home front and other areas of well-being. So master stroke is something where you focus many times in a day on one situation, but the wisdom coming has come from all other situations too. So it's not like my experience has, when I want to deal with wealth situation, it's not like I have to pull up all my wealth memory. It's not. It's a way of lifting yourself, coming forefront with all the wisdom that you may be holding in that moment. So master stroke actually facilitates that awakening of those uh, that wisdom and power inside and dealing with many situations during the day, even though they're different, but your wisdom is increasing because each, it's like muscle building. You know, each time you make a move, you move, you build something in you. Yeah, I, you know, one of the things we'll talk about, you know, as well, and I think we'll go ahead and skip the break, uh, Ruby. For those of you just tuning in, this is New Soul Radio with Ruby Betty. This is a fabulous show she does. And if you want to find out more about Ruby, go to Ruby Betty, R-U-B-Y-B-E-D-I dot co, C-O. Um, you know, Ruby, one of the things that I want to really bring this down to is that sometimes folks think about, master stroke and they think oh that's got to be for those two that can't yeah. be for me yeah. but yet when you think about it every day we can pinpoint uh, to people that are showing up for example when you see an athlete <clears throat> in any sport doesn't matter what it is do something phenomenal let's say everything that athlete has ever experienced every bit of knowledge and most athletes will say a little bit of intuition, right? And yes. the next thing you know, it all comes together. Watching a, 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 a musician, yeah. you know, years of playing an instrument and then you hear it, right? Yes. It comes yes. together. So yes. sometimes we forget that we know this, but when it comes to our highest level, we think it's impossible. Absolutely. You see the master strokes in everyday life. And it's not like today I will make 
I will apply my master stroke. It's not about that. Your master stroke just shows up because of certain reasons. And you absolutely uh, correctly, you said in players, you can see it because it's really that was master stroke. How did that come? It wasn't abstract. It wasn't random. It didn't fell from God's lap or something like that. It's probably something that they were building all this intuitiveness, intuition they were building, the power they were building. In that moment, it showed up. In that moment, it showed up. So how do we prepare ourselves? How do we keep our mind, body ready all the time for mastering trolls? And that actually is learned because nobody taught us that. Nobody taught us. We were taught that even for problems that, oh my God, that is so stressful, poor woman, she's had problems all along. We've considered problems to be a harsh life, a hard life. Like, oh, I'll pray for you. I'll do blessings for you. But we seldom realize that the power, your inner power lies in actually dealing and then solving that problem. You don't get to see all of you. You don't get to see your power. You don't get to see your wisdom unless there is a situation that calls for that. And uh, because how, I'm not going to sit and say, oh, I'm so wise. I have one to 10. I'm seven today in wisdom. But I will see it through my action. I will see it every day. And those are master strokes. So how, how can we create the master strokes? How do we create our psyche? How do we go in? And what can we do to create that um, so we can have uh, master strokes and change our life? And the master stroke um, <clears throat> application is so interesting because the focus is on now, what's in front of you. It's not shooting for the stars. It's facing what is in front of you. Because we all have those big, big desires and big, big goals. But then what happens is that we start to ignore and reject the small things because sometimes they small things become too small for us and they're not worthy of an attention because our focus is on the big goal, right? So I think it brings you back to the present moment. It brings you to the nitty gritty of your life, to the micro of almost like how do you wash hands? How do you, you know, it makes you mindful of all those little things. And that's where the master strokes happen, when we actually get there. And of course, when you <clears throat> resolve and solve whatever's in front of you, you work it fully, mind, body, soul, all of a sudden, you will have a bigger situation and a bigger situation. So your goals and intentions, you will probably achieve way more than you ever intended. And I can guarantee it will back that up. Yeah, and you and I love that because you know one of the things that that you talk about a lot, Ruby, is the idea about as we move forward. And one of the things I I really say is, and I wrote this in in my final research paper. I said, no matter what you think, you can never exactly duplicate a previous experience. You can't. There is no such thing as objective. The word can't be in our vocabulary. It is hard to be objective if, in fact, you're changed in an experience, right? Yes. I mean, that's the nature of who we are. But we do build. We build the momentum. The question, and I think the point that you're making, is are we building the momentum? Are we building yes. the skills to get us to where we want to go? Or are yes. we building a, a pothole of things that are literally 
not in service of yes. that higher order. Yes, you're so right. And even experiences, they happen to us, but never will the experience repeat itself because the moment is different and you're different. Exactly. Because the minute you deal with something, that actually has gone. Even uh, all our thinking, when we think, we are thinking of something that happened. That means it's always the past. So even the present at some time is illusion. The past is real. And because we work with memory all the time. So there is this invisible memory of power and um, <clears throat> the strategies we used and how we did it. So how we cut the cloth so many different ways, so many different times. How we did that is all sitting in us, in our psyche, which is not available to us. Because like I said, we focus more on what happened, not how we did what we did. What so, is our highest aim, Ruby? What is our highest aim? You know, what is our destiny? What are we striving so hard for day in, day out? You know, what is that? See, when I when I play my sport, I know what my goal is. Yes. You know, I know that I'm there to learn how to get darn close to the ease and the grace and the flow yes. of 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 literally how I act in that sport. Yes. But what is our highest aim to be in this world? You know, higher aim, <clears throat> it's interesting. It also changes according to how old you are. Uh, <laughs> no, not the age thing. No. <laughs> What you have, a person who's making an exit, their highest aim may be different. So there's never a time where highest aim also is the same. You know, for a youth, for a young 10-year-old, it's different. For a 20, it's different. But uh, most of us are striving to be better at whatever we do. It's not like I achieved that, but how I did that is important to me. So the hows become very important to us. How you're living, how you're behaving, how you're acting, how are you negotiating, how are you solving problems? <clears throat> that is a very strong aim for me because ultimately when we exit, we are not going to count those experiences, but the how is the buildup that I'm going to take with me as a memory. So I think that greater, uh, greatest aim probably for humanity is striving wherever you are to be better than, than always revealing more of you, which means greater wisdom, which means now when we reveal greater wisdom, obviously our outside world is changed. So <clears throat> even uh, rather than focusing on making the world better, I think that striving to be the best you can in any given situation, and that means that at times, you know, the perception of being good, that this is noble, this is right, um, what is good, sometimes we just use whatever we have to get there. So basically accepting all of you and then being mindful of all the weak areas, all the strength areas, all your fears, without wanting to even change the path. I'm talking about, not, I'm saying don't practice life anymore. I'm saying don't rehearse life anymore. That's right. Yeah, don't try to be That's better. Right. Just live it. Just live it. That's this right. the final act. Consider this moment as the final act. And then every moment is a final act. Because it truly is a final act. 
I love what we're talking about here because when we come back from break, we're going to talk about the people that you work with, Ruby. I, I mean, you know, the coaching that you do, the spiritual work that you do is really all about this. Now, I want to talk about this when we come back. And boy, I cannot believe how right on this is. The number one game changer for anyone out there walking the pathway, living the pathway, becoming the pathway, the number one obstacle of all of that resides within us. So is it the job you didn't get that holds you back? Is it the divorce you went through? How about the loss of a loved one? Uh, is it that? Is, is that the thing? You know, what is that one thing or maybe two, because I think it has a cousin. What are, what are a couple of things that will cut off the life flow, you know, the new soul's longing faster than you could shake a stick at? Well, we're going to talk about that and a lot more when we come back. Uh, we are inviting all of you, if you have any questions, you want to chime in on the conversation, give us a call or send us a message. 1-800-930-2819. If you give us a call, we'll be sure to bring you on. Um, also, if you go to our website, which is the Transformation Network or the Dr. Pat Show, you can ask your question right there. Um, the other way to do it is right through Facebook. This is a Facebook live show. So you go to facebook.com. Uh, the transformation, uh, transformation talk radio. When we come back, what is the number one thing that that Ruby's going to talk about? That when you become aware of it, you will be able to move it aside. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back with the show. traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Don't miss out on an opportunity to hear from Lou Paradise, health and vibrant living expert and founder of Topperson. Lou is a featured speaker at the New You Life Conference in Connecticut, Saturday, September 15th. Tickets are available now. For information and tickets, click the button on the homepage of louparadise.com. That's louparadise.com. Are you ready to create a life you'll really love? Then you'll want to tune in to the hit show Life Design Radio from adversity to awesome with Susan DiLorenzo. Live each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. No matter where you are in your adversity story, Life Design Radio has got you covered. Get ready to feel inspired, enlightened, and motivated. For more information about working with Susan, visit SusanDiLorenzo.com. 
tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Stay juicy. Tune in to Your Juicy Love with me, Una Drake, co-hosting monthly with Dr. Pat and every second Monday at 12 p.m. on Transformation Talk Radio. My show, Your Juicy Love, helps you find the dynamic, life-affirming love you've always wanted. Transform your relationships and bring peace, joy, and juicy, juicy love to planet Earth. For more information, visit unadrake.com. Are you searching? Looking for a sign? A message you need to hear? From the great unknown? From the most mysterious place? That is the most familiar to your soul in the depths of who you are? The universe puts someone here to talk to, someone God gave a blessing to, that you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net. 1 800 323 1790. 1 800 Welcome back, everyone. Ruby, Ruby Betty here. And you know what? I love this. So I want to stop for a minute before we get to that thing, right? That thing that's a showstopper, right? Um, Ruby, you have created an entire platform to help people so that they can be exactly who they are in today's world. It's called New Soul Science. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that and how folks can find out more? And then we'll talk about great. You know, you want your highest dream. You want this. You want to be able to solve problems. You want self-actualization, self-realization, uh, and what gets in the way. So how can people find out more about you and, and about the development of new soul science? Yeah, I have had a strong yearning to be the highest possible, to lead the highest possible life. So for a while, my goals were finding God, finding enlightenment, finding good. So I was chasing all those goals. And sometimes um, I found in my own life too that I couldn't get to the little things that were right in front of me. And uh, somewhere along the line, I realized that I have to get to those small things, the little ones. And when I did, I realized that there was a much higher calling there. Something was calling me to everyday life, how we could improve our lives, how we could be the best right now, rather than trying practicing, because the whole lifetime goes, uh, we're always told, when you do this, then this will happen. When you do this, then that will happen. So study for 10 years, study for five years, do that workshop. I wanted people to be better right now with the small movements, with small things, with everything that they do. And I, my deepest also desire was to eliminate this inner suffering because I find that this really handicaps everything. That blocks us. It creates so much fear in ourselves. We're not able to move forward. 
So I just hate suffering. I wanted to eliminate it from the planet. I wanted to eliminate it towards the from the psyche. So I started to work on that. And slowly, slowly, steadily, I got through experimenting, exploring, and I had to go inside and take and then use my own wisdom and through meditation techniques to develop something that uh, <clears throat> would work for all the people, for many people, not just one. So I wanted to make it like a science. So that kind of effect where it actually changes the dynamics of your spiritual growth, your wealth growth, your health growth, your relationships, it changes everything. So that was the desire and slowly new soul developed. Then last year I had a big breakthrough. I've been doing it for many years. My awakening was 1992, but before that the practice to awaken was forever. So last year I developed this new soul science this new methodology that actually will now be coming through workshops. We already on our website have a course that we put there last year, which is developing the soul, developing all the aspects of your life. But uh, <clears throat> And then this one was just a mind-blowing uh, effect for me. So I wanted to share it with the people. And uh, these are the five declarations I've coming with, which today we are doing actually action. And then it's not mindful action, but how do you awaken that power in you too? So your action is full and complete and that master stroke. I find these quite magical. And I think that people can bring this magic into their lives without being intimidated because I'm a very simple person. I don't get lost with too many ideas but it's easy to. So I try and make it simple for people and something that, that will change their life right now. So the new soul absolutely acknowledges you as a whole person, as a complete person, as a divine being, as a light being right now. To me, you're enlightened. You haven't experienced your enlightenment because you may not be using, expressing all of you because nobody taught you. So if we can show you a couple of applications to awaken or to express all of you, your entire matured emotions and whatever else you're containing and what is behind the masks. I think we've done a good job. And that is my intention to push new soul science out there forward so people can embrace themselves through this inner way of being too. Yeah. And, you know, I, I love that we're talking about this because, you know, what we are also talking about, especially when we talk about the science, right? I mean, there is a science to uh, the awareness and the learning for all of us. There's a science to it. One is, as I mentioned before, if you're an athlete, there's the science of practice. But there's also the science of learning how to do something and do it well. Um, before the break, I was talking about this, and especially when you're talking about new soul science, um, we also need to talk about uh, our problems, our issues. You know, is there a purpose to them? And what is the action that could contribute to the greater good? But the other thing I also mentioned is that sometimes we will have emotional responses that don't align with where we want to go. I happen to mention one of my all-time favorites is doubt. 
I've had to make doubt a friend of mine. Anytime I doubt myself, what does that mean? Isn't it the same for what you're talking about when it comes to problems? Why is this problem showing up in my life? What am I supposed to do with this? I feel weak. I feel vulnerable. I'm crying, right? Yes. You know, I like what you said, uh, making doubt your best friend. But uh, I, I think to me, it's become an angel, a guiding exactly. light. Yeah, because I was talking about it yesterday, and that's exactly what happened to me. I found that all my life, I was standing out. I was never part of uh, the community thinking, because mm -hmm. I was thinking so differently than others. <laughs> First, I noticed I was thinking differently uh, than the family, then my uh, school, then the teachers, then the guides, and so that... So what happened was that there was always doubt in me because when I was standing alone, I wondered that 99% is on one side. I'm, swing, I'm swimming upstream. Is there something wrong with me? Do I need to change back and go back to that stream where there's coming downhill in a flow, but in masses and high numbers? And they seem to be together, even though they're not in harmony, they're just kind of still there in big numbers. That's very intimidating. So the doubt was huge for me and it crippled me absolutely. I had, I didn't, I think that we all have fear. We must have fear when we are going to stand out and do something because you've never done it before. Even if you have, it could be the littlest thing. There is some fear. Fear is natural to me, but that doesn't hold me back. That doesn't cripple me. That no. rather excites me. It gives me that uh, butterflies in the stomach. You know, before talking, you don't know what you're really going to say. I know. Deliver. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like before I, your show, but you can only... So actually, uh, I found that uh, the doubt crippled me the most and for years. And then what happened is when I uh, <clears throat> found this path and I started to uh, understand what doubt was, that I had two choices. So I could go back to the mainstream, to the type of mass thinking. And then I felt I would die. I was ready. I had three suicidal attempts. So I knew I couldn't live that one. So here I would have to doubt because I didn't have role models. I didn't have. And we all want to belong. We want to belong to community. So every time I awakened a bit more, I wanted to grab onto the community where maybe people who thought like me, maybe, uh, you know, so you want, you want to belong. We don't want to feel isolated. That is scary. That's hard to live with. So I think we settle for far less because we want to belong. And when we want to belong to something, but we think differently, we have a lot of doubt. So that was first level of doubt that I had to conquer. And the doubt didn't stop there. The doubt, again, when this was really neat, Pat, because as a spiritualist, mystic, healer, people come to you with all kinds of things. Now, people who wanted to believe in me, they would come to me for help. But when I delivered that, they became strong. Nobody showed up. So I was left alone again after I'd helped somebody. So I had this feeling that 
as I'm helping people, I'm building a community because people acknowledge, they recognize, and we all need to group together. But that didn't happen, Pat. Again, I was alone. Now, I was only had company when somebody needed me. Otherwise, I was all by myself. Doubt set in again, and much later state. It's like, now how do I deal with this? Because I'm feeling rejected. I'm feeling like pushed. I'm only needed when somebody needs me. So how do I pamper my own self or nurture myself? Big doubt, big doubt. Again, I had to come to that. And the only way I could come to it is actually being so present to life and just solving the issues. I found this methodology just brilliant because here I'm not trying to be enlightened. I'm not trying to belong. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just busy. If I'm cooking, I'm cooking. If there's a problem in that, I solve that. If the water main breaks, I solve that. If somebody calls, I solve that. Whatever happens, I'm so present that I have no time to think. And I have no boundaries of isolation. I haven't now isolated myself or tried to put myself out there because there's nothing going on in the psyche. The backdrop is clear. I'm just busy. So that, uh, so doubt, I think, is absolutely crippling, but we need to examine that. Well, and you know what I love about it is that uh, doubt, uh, clearly fear, uh, when Susan Jeffers wrote the book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, that sort of demystified fear. Yes. Um, it was one of the most profound books I had ever read, right? It's a yeah. little teeny book. Um, and my, look, yes, I have a few regrets in my life. I'm human. One of them is not interviewing her on that book because it was a pivotal read that someone yes. gave me feel the fear and do it every way. And it became my anthology. Yeah. It became yeah. my uh, action. So your yeah. action we're talking about today. So yes. what if the action for today, maybe, uh, might be feel the fear and do it anyway. Now, yeah. is that going to get rid of doubt? Uh, no, that's no. a different conversation, right? <laughs> that's, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. Fear is natural. It's like if I try to take away the clouds because I want a sunny day, I yeah. can't do that. Oh. It belongs. It has its own place there. I can't change that. I cannot remove the clouds. And so I think that fear has its own purpose. It, and that's what I mean, that we have to, uh, one of the aspects of creating the master stroke is being mindful of for being showing up fully, bring yourself to the table. Yes, you that is very important. That means bring your fear to the table, bring your anger, bring your jealousy, bring your weaknesses. You know, a lot of us are masking fear, we don't even want to go in and feel the fear because we are scared of the fear, we don't examine it. So, anything unexamined could seem to be fearful. But people, several, go and connect the dots. So once I, I say bring everything, not bring doubt to the table too. Add that to your, uh, uh, you know, put it in front. And doubt is natural too. So yeah. just make sure that doubt is there, fear is there, all your weaknesses, but all your strengths. Don't be blind to strengths. Don't be blind to weaknesses. Because, you know, your weaknesses, your guilt, your shame, your regret, 
have tremendous power, tremendous power and wisdom, but it's still in the unconscious. It's in the invisible. So when we put it out there, we're able to see the whole and deal with the whole. So when we're taking action, we don't have fear. We only have fear before we take action, when we are thinking. Fear can yeah. only be when you're thinking. It can't be while you're doing something, usually. Unless well, you're thinking and so you're split somewhere, right? So you're thinking of something. Exactly. And exactly. You're not fully in the doing, right? So but when you know, we have to acknowledge those people that we recognize that step out and become the model. But if we don't allow for what you just said, meaning allow for the space to consider a new way of being or a new action, we don't recognize it. We don't recognize it. I mean, two days ago, I think it was two days ago, um, one of the most powerful women in sports, uh, highly criticized for her behavior. And I'm a little bit older than Benny, let's say, and Rob. And, you know, if you go back to the generation of tennis, let's say, that I grew up with, and you looked at a guy like John McEnroe, right? Um, there was a level of acceptance. And what Serena Williams was saying is, you know, listen, I've got to step forward with a voice. Now, some people say she was wrong. Some people say she was right. Some people say dot, dot, dot. The point is, she had a voice to be heard and she made her voice heard. I think that we do not show up and, oh boy, I'm going to get a million emails probably for using her as an example, but I want to make a point. Yes. Giving the right to show up on this planet fully. We just don't use it. Yes. You know, fear of not being accepted, fear of being ridiculed, fear of being um, punished, or humiliated is very large. And that has handicapped humanity. All of us, it's not one person, all of us. So we want to remain in the box, but yet we want to live outside the box. So you do. Now, when you're so busy and you're responding to something, you may speak up. You may sometimes not speak up. So both are okay. If you have a voice and in that moment you need to speak up, you should be able to. Either way, the world is not, the entire world is not going to respect all of you all the time. You will not do it to yourself too. So it's all changing, you know, like the weather all the time. So either way, the world is doing their own thing sometimes liking themselves, sometimes not. So in a world that is so busy doing its own thing, should you not also be following your own call? And if your aim is, if that'll make you better, you speak it. There's no damage done, you know. You can actually go and still dialogue because everybody's on the same journey. And you can still actually start to... Now she may have some other problems because she spoke up, right? Uh, She might. But but compare that, Ruby, to the problem she would have inside of herself. Now, look, I I don't know, Serena. I mean, but but having similar experiences, what problem might go on with inside of her knowing who this powerful, amazing woman is? Yes. If she did not speak up. I mean, so we don't think about that. But I'll tell you that we're talking about today is taking responsibility, too. Absolutely. We're talking about 
this question for everyone, Ruby. What yes. can you do today? Yes. Right? You know, uh, just to uh, yes. on Serena, yes. first act was, and that is a masterstroke. She actually puts herself out there because inside she feels that way and believes in something. Second thing, now that will give her more power. Now that action will trigger many other actions, okay? And some of them could be perceived as nuisances, problems, or whatever else. Now imagine when she deals with these things, how big she becomes, what a big influence she becomes. So sometimes we need to stand up. We need also to be pushed by other people. We need all of that. So I'm saying that it is okay. If you're not okay with something, it is still okay. The world is still okay. Bring yourself, take full responsibility. Because one thing we all humans want to experience and live by is freedom. Right. And to me, freedom doesn't come unless you've taken responsibility. You need to take full responsibility and then experience the greater, the greatest freedom. And the more, when you take responsibility, you're solving something. And you, you know, like sometimes we say, say take baby steps, solve the small step and the big one will. Why not just attack the biggest problem why, why right not? now in your life? Why not? Yeah, because the same not? fear, same doubt you have to face. Same. I tell you, I'm so glad you brought this up because, you know, part of this conversation, which you're going to talk about here in closing is, you know, master stroke, uh, is it a spiritual path or not? My mom, my stepmom would say to us girls, don't waste your time on the small stuff. If you want to achieve something big in your life, go after the big thing. Yeah. And here's what else she would say. She'd say, and you could do the small steps simultaneously. She didn't say simultaneously. She was from the South. She'd say, yeah. honey, girls, let me tell you, just go right for Just go right for the gusto. Go for the big stuff. And by the way, as you're going for the big stuff, this other stuff, why don't you do it at the same time? That's the yeah. way my mom yeah. lived. Yeah. Yeah. The small stuff actually is included in the big stuff. Physically. <laughs> That's what you meant, I think. You can just shake it off so easily and you can, um, it becomes part of that big. So it's really easy. It's as easy to deal with a small situation as it is to deal with a bigger situation. Mm -hmm. But the bigger situation calls for more responsibility, more of you that more being present. When you do that, the smaller situations don't seem like situations. They actually also tend to disappear mm -hmm. a little bit or they get easily done. Like you said, they just get done simultaneously. So attack the biggest one, but show up fully. I think that is a very powerful key that you have to bring yourself to the table fully, completely. And reveal yourself. Oh, this yeah. is where truth matters. Yeah. This is where transparency matters. Yeah. This is where, and the more you actually deal with situations with this integrity, this inside aim that you have to be better and all the time, and maybe to have more problems that will make you better. It's not such a bad goal, Pat. We don't need to uh, shirk away from things that come in our way. Because I think that's natural. So yeah. once we do that, we can tackle a lot more. 
and we will go from our head into the body. We develop a soul, a spiritual muscle by just doing that. It is the path of living. This is how you live enlightenment, not how you become enlightened. This is to live how you live it, actually. Well, I mean, I'm hoping the next show we do, we talk about each of these these things that you've talked about, each of these keys, and talk about what I think for me, I learned the hard way. What I learned was I'm either going to live in doubt or I'm going to live in faith. And what I learned is if I am in, and I don't mean religious faith, that is not what I'm talking about. I mean, the strength of my conviction, the belief, the spiritual nature, right? If I choose to live in faith, none of the rest can coexist with it. Faith and gratitude demolish fear and doubt faster than anything. And isn't what you're talking about, this master stroke fueled with the faith of possibility, the faith of achievement, the faith and the belief. See, when you show up with all of you, there is a deep trust because you cannot reveal yourself unless you trust yourself. It's not possible. So trust is your key. Only then you will unfold yourself, reveal yourself. So trusting that today, right now, in whatever situation you are, how you are, you have the knowing, you have the wisdom, you have the energy, whatever you need to do, you have everything to do that right now. My trust will not come from another prayer. It will not come from my second meditation. It will not come from my next therapy or group therapy. It will come because I already have it. I'm already so old. That means I have had many experiences. Even if you're five years old, you've had many experiences. Oh, yeah. You are ready for the five-year-old's life. You are ready. So whatever you are, wherever you are, actually look at yourself. And even if you have to fake that, you don't believe it, you have to trust. Pardon me on this one. Because we have lived that route. Oh, yeah. I've had to fake a lot of things. Yes. I I mean, this radio program, when I first started this, I thought I was a complete imposter 15 years ago, dialing a wrong phone number into an internet only station and paying $10,000 for an air radio. My friends thought I was nuts, but we're here today. Why? Because somewhere inside of us, we knew that the belief we had in a benevolent universe, God, whatever you call it, was always going to be there. Ruby, thank you for today. One last question. What's your personal message? How can people find out about New Soul Science? New Soul Science, rubybedi.co. Check out also on Facebook. I do a lot of short videos. YouTube has it. My Facebook page has it. Check out all that wisdom. But the key, the message for today is that whatever situation right now you have, trust that you can solve that and Mm -hmm. attack the biggest handle, grab the biggest situation right now, go for it and get back to us and tell us, did your trust, 
did this methodology, the master stroke application, change something in you? But do get back to us, please. Mm, I love it. Thank you. And I want to close just by saying you've got tremendous staff. Like I hold you in very high, you know, but your staff is also unbelievable. So your organization is just brilliant. And uh, this a beautiful organization that's touching so many people. Really, congratulations. Hats off. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful for all of them. And it's really an honor. Um, You know, Ruby, someone said to me, Pat, you know, there, there are certain things in your life you can plan, but you really have to show up in the way you want your vision and dream to be enacted. And I learn from every one of the people on this team every day how to be a better person. I don't do it perfectly, Ruby, but I am willing to learn. <laughs> Thank you, Ruby, Betty, everybody. Okay. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. You've been listening to New Soul Radio, how to be you in today's world with host Ruby Betty. Thank you, and we hope you join us next month on Transformation Talk Radio as Ruby explores new rules for new souls and the ability to fulfill individual soul scripts and master one's destiny. For more information on Ruby Betty and her work or to listen to past shows, visit her website at rubybetty.co. That's rubybetty.co. 